0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday Morning Envy Pro Call. Today is June 15th, Fifteenth, 15th, like, almost on June 5th. Let's go back in time, shall we? Um, today is June 15th, and I'd like to welcome those of you that are here live as well as those of you listening to this via recording, which, of course, you can do by subscribing to Motor Vitality on whatever podcast application you happen to use or by visiting MotorVitality.com, where you can listen to years and years and years' worth of archives. Um, I want to start to call off the way I do pretty much every week, which is by asking, is there anything anybody learned this last week that you wish you had known before? Anything that happened that is worthy of sharing with other professionals across the country or anything we can help you with? Any questions you might have? Anybody have anything? Oh, go ahead. Somebody started to say something.
1: I think Clover was going to... I think she was going
0: to say something. Did they just disconnect? I had... Okay. Well, you know yeah. what? I actually had... Um, go ahead, Jen.
1: Oh, oh. So, um, yeah. I just... So recently, we have had um, one of the townships, state that they are softening the water on well, the townships here in Michigan state, oh, yeah. that they topic. are softening the water. Yeah. And, um, you know, the issue is they're using a crystallization um, TAC uh, technique, TAC. And yeah. so um, for those that aren't familiar with the TAC or the crystallization, um, it's they state that they're changing the molecule of the water of some sort. And, um, that it doesn't have a scale buildup. It doesn't soften the water, but it, it reduces the scale buildup apparently. And, um, but the problem is that they are telling everybody that they have to disconnect their water softeners and remove all their in-home water softening units because if they have soft water that's too soft, then it can be aggressive and corrosive and destroy their plumbing and their um, fixtures. (laughs) And, you know, so we have a couple of sales professionals out there that have been sending me updates as to how soft the water is, and apparently they're still getting anywhere from 10 to 15 grains of hardness. Um, So I did reach out to my... Uh, my regional uh, water quality association and they have asked me to refer to the water quality the national water quality association so um, I'm just going to I'm going to reach out to them today and we'll let everybody know what I hear over the next week on how we should handle that situation because the, the problem is we can't bash the municipality and that's what the sales professionals here in Michigan, what they've been saying, well, I can't go and post something on Facebook and say they're wrong, <laughs> you know, cause then you make enemies, but at the same time, there, there has to be a way for us to go in and educate them. But I think the most important moral of this story is it shouldn't have got to the point where they only, un- they only, they were only educated by the company that was selling them the, the TAC um, unit. Okay, so if they would have understood that we have this unit, but yet we still have to soften the water um, and that water, first off, can't be too soft. I mean, either it's soft or it's not soft. <laughs> and, um, and that soft water is not going to be aggressive. Um, those are all things that we, we should have been at town meetings. We should have been able to educate the, the township prior to it getting that far. Um, so, again, moral of the story is if you can, try to get involved in township meetings. Check the, the agendas prior to the meetings. See if there's any water issues that are on there. Um, even better yet, if you are going to m- most of the township meetings, then when it does pop up, even if it's not on the agenda, you can be the expert.
0: Yeah. So for those of you listening in on the call, um, anybody know what uh, what TAC stands for? Anybody ever heard of this? Because I, I just <laughs> I you know the
1: system.
0: what what was that? Stacey, it's a crystallization system. Yep, it's, but what's TAC stand for?
1: Oh, I don't remember.
0: And yes, we have a TAC.
1: <laughs> and yes, we manufacture a TAC unit, but we don't
0: yeah, sell them so,
1: in our. Go ahead. We don't sell them in our area because you know we're twenty twenty two grains of hardness in most of the area. Yeah. So. Um, well, y- it crystallizes it so that it's easier
0: to clean with like a soft cloth. It does not remove the hardness. Right. So let me let me for those of you who are may not who may not be familiar with this. Let me just th- this this actually wasn't my my intended topic today, but I think it's a good one and one that I think we can we can talk about. Um, is there anybody else on the on the call that runs into those or have run into them? Okay. So PAC stands for for uh, template-assisted crystallization, okay? Um, and so let me go back 25 years and say that when I first came in the industry, which was 25 years ago, and I think long before that, but obviously that's when I first started, started, started hearing about all of these um, uh, pseudoscience-type uh type technologies if you will okay um you know now the tac wasn't that big back then back then it was magnets were the biggest thing right and you still see those in the back of magazines or on facebook they'll pop up sometimes on the ad or or you'll see them at like home shows or whatever and you'll have sometimes you'll get a company that comes in and they will um you know put all like a ton of advertising and marketing and and all the stuff they'll come in and they'll buy a huge booth at the at a local home show and people will come over there and, and then they're out of business like a year or two later i mean the whole time you know and i was in sales uh i must have seen three or four of those things come through at different places and they just rename them and then they're gone and they're they're annoying because you do lose sales to them because people want it to be true right and I do still run into those where you, you know occasionally you go into a house and you see this uh, coil wrapped around the piping, and it's attached to a box, and the LED is working. And so, and customers will swear to it. I mean, yes, they went through three water heaters, and you know, and, and but they will swear to you that it works, that they love it, that it. Imagine what it, the water would be like if I didn't have it. You know because they just don't want to use that salt and stuff like that, and I get that. I get the appeal of having a system that doesn't use salt to regenerate to have to put salt in the softener or to um you know to to use them so the magnets i uh, I just honestly have never seen anything measurable or or anything that that um indicates that there's any benefit at all on any type of a coil wrapped or electric shock. I mean, I think you'd have to have a magnet so strong, um, you know, like like stronger than the, the ones they use at the junkyards to pick up cars, you know, electromagnet, or the one they used in Breaking Bad to wipe the computer hard drive, which I guess was the same one they used in the car, the junkyard with the cars, but, um, but I digress. Um, anyway, uh, TAC, though, template-assisted crystallization, there is some science behind it. And in a laboratory setting, um, they did a study, I think it was the University of Arizona uh, a couple years ago um, that came out with a study where they actually did test these things in a laboratory setting. And there is some science behind template assisted crystallization that shows that in under proper water conditions, it does have an impact on on the scale buildup in a water line i think there were a couple things that unfortunately you have some companies out there who misrepresent them they call them water softeners they are absolutely not a water softener they do not remove the hardness at all and even if they do have a an impact on keeping scale build up that's not the major benefit not, I mean, that's one of the benefits of a water softener, certainly, is scale buildup. And by the way, they don't create, they don't prevent all scale buildup. They just, they do just um, reduce some of it. But uh, you also, you, you're not going to get your, you know, you're still going to have hardness in the water. You're still going to have calcium in the water, calcium, magnesium, still going to clog your pores and give you dry, itchy skin, still going to make you use more soap, um, you know, you're going to have to have a lot, use a lot more soap and detergent and shampoo and and stuff like that. So it, it's not, and there's no way to test to see if it's doing anything. And that's right. one of the things you'll see in the brochures when you look them up. That people, they, some of them will acknowledge that there's no way to test to see if it's working. There's no way to to do it. Um, uh, you know, no, certainly a hardness test is going to show you that there's still hardness in the water. Um, there's no way to to test for it. Um, but they say, you know, well, the proof is in the pudding. You know that you'll notice it because you won't have additional scale buildup. I, I don't know. I I personally have never, but I've never had one, right? So I've never, I've never in in my situation ever had one. I also know that when you read the fine print on these things, you're supposed to have, um, you're not supposed to have any chlorine running through it. So you have to put in a carbon filter. Because I, I definitely absolutely have talked to multiple customers that have had them and, and people who swear to me that their water is so much better than it was before it. Usually they're on city water, municipal water, because um, you know, certainly they're not going to work at all with iron. Um, and traditionally on, on uh, well water, you're going to have higher calcium than, um, than is within the specs of even what they claim is going to work. Um, but on city water, you know, where you have five, six, seven grains of hardness, although I'm surprised, Jen, to hear 15, that, that seems pretty crazy that, that anybody would put it on 15 grains, but, but that's interesting to me. But, um, you know, you'll typically see it on that five-grain area, but then they'll tell you that you can't have any chlorine running through it, so you have to put a carbon filter in front of it in order for it to work. Well, if you had no water treatment, and then you put a whole house carbon filter on, uh, and then you put this thing in, yeah, your water's gonna be a lot better. It's, the carbon, a carbon filter alone is gonna make, it's gonna take the smell out. It, your skin is not gonna be as dry and itchy because you're taking the chlorine out. Um, you know, it, so you, yeah, you're definitely, my, my suspicion is that you're going to notice a huge difference in the water without that TAC unit. Anyway, my point with that whole thing is um, by the way, before I forget to mention this, we had Greg Reinecke a couple years back um, come on and do uh, on, as a guest and talk about all of these alternative technologies. Um, it, it was a phenomenal podcast it was it went about forty five minutes actually we went long because he just covered everything so well. It was really really, really good. Um, so if you go back and listen to that, maybe actually, if I think about it, I can put a link back to that one um, in the in, um, in the description box when we get this uploaded um, today or tomorrow. So, but uh, um, that was really he went in and, and really went into a lot of detail about a lot of the alternative technologies and pros and cons and and kind of how to talk about them and, and stuff like that. But um, anyway, that's the the bottom line is if a customer is not if they want soft water soft water benefits they're not going to get them with the PAC. but. We also can't go out there and just it's certainly not a water softener now what they'll usually do is call it a water conditioner right that's what they say is a water conditioner um, you know if they're being reputable and honest, they're not claiming to be a a water softener at all Let me give you let me just read you a a paragraph here of what they how they describe this um Uh, It's referred to as nucleation-assisted crystallization or template-assisted crystallization. Um, It says that uh, template-assisted crystallization units typically consist of a single tank that contains a specially treated resin bed. The bed catches calcium and magnesium hardness minerals as water flows through the tank. Inside the resin are microscopic nucleation sites where the minerals are crystallized or given a crystal-like outer coating that leaves them suspended in the water. These crystals are unable to stick to the surfaces to form scale. Um, actually on this page it's interesting um, exactly what I said they'd say here said says manufacturers of salt using softeners point out that with template assisted crystallization there's no way to actually prove that the water treatment process has even worked as your water still contains calcium and magnesium and therefore still technically hard however while a water test won't tell you whether a whole TAC, whole house TAC system has worked the proof is in the pudding once you install a TAC salt-free water softener, see, this one This one, is in, this one would be a violation of WQA code of, code of ethics because they are not allowed to call it a water softener according to the WQA code of ethics. It, um, WQA actually has a, in their code, if you guys are up against a company that does this, WQA's code of ethics a couple years ago was modified to address these. On how we're supposed to talk about them and in the language that they are allowed to use, because they're not—they're definitely not a water softener. But it says you'll no longer notice any new scale formation in your pipes, plumbing, or fixtures. Your drinking water will still taste the same, but the hard water minerals suspended in the water will no longer be able to cause limescale scale issues. Um, I mean, this—I just googled um, PAC water conditioner, and this is. This is this is the first, first one that came up. You can probably find your local ones. Um, lot, lots of things about this one that are inaccurate here. Many reasons why you may choose to go for template-assisted crystallization water as an alternative to standard salt-based water softeners. Um, they say he- healthy minerals retained. I mean, you're not... The calcium magnesium that's in water, you're not getting any nutritional value from that. That's um, inorganic calcium magnesium. So, you know these these hardness minerals are essential for human health Uh, no not true Uh, more to affordable upkeep I would argue that that's not true either because you don't get any soap benefits you don't get any savings it says with a salt-based water softener requires salt to operate the TAC softener technologies typically only require a special bed to operate which lasts about eight years I, I mean but during that time you know what about the soap usage and stuff like that reduces scale um it says it can it's capable of reducing more than 90 percent of scale without slowing down your water flow rate uh it, up to i guess is the um the key thing there um, protects your applications easier install um disadvantages, is more difficult to see it's working no NSF certification. Huh? They say this right on their website here. Because there's no way to prove the performance of template-assisted crystallization technologies, the NSF doesn't currently offer certification for these systems. Kelly? Yeah. yeah.
2: It's Paul. Can I make a comment on this? Of course. So NSF might not have a standard, but AAPMO does. does AAPMO, yeah. So one is specifically to address these types of uh, systems which are frequently yeah. called physical, physical water treatment. And physical
0: water treatment, yep.
2: Yeah, and I believe the bar is 70% of scale reduction. And I, I was at the Florida Water Quality Association conference last week, and I think I ran into somebody there who said there is now some ki- type of equipment that is actually past the Z601. But in general, mm-hmm. uh, they've been trying to revamp and I'm on a... Technical uh, committee that's looking at revamping it in certain mm-hmm. ways. And bottom line is, if there is someone a piece of equipment that's that satisfies Z six hundred one, great. But in general, that would be what I would reference if I were talking with a township or anyone else about trying to get objective data. Is you know has it yeah. has it been subjected to Z six hundred one? Did they pass? It's still yeah. not the same as a water softener, no question about it. But but that is Uh, a third-party objective way to try and look at these products
0: yeah and I think that's how thank you Paul That's a really really good point now let's address the second part of what Jen ran into is the rest of the misinformation in this letter that was sent out to everybody specifically saying you don't need a water softener and in fact your water could be too soft Um, that's one of the ones that stood out to me what's wrong with that statement that water can be too soft It's
1: not thing. scientifically possible. No, it's not.
0: You, water is either soft or not soft, right? I mean, you can only have so many grains of hardness. You can't go negative grains of hardness. You know, and this is something I do know, you know, as with anything, sometimes there's an element of truth to misinformation or to misinterpretation. Um, You know, the second part of that is they said the soft water can be corrosive and damaging to appliances and pipes and stuff like that. Absolutely not true unless you also have like low pH water. So this is where people, this is where this misunderstanding often occurs. Um, You know, where Paul used to work, you know, Paul, I know you were in Massachusetts. You could probably speak more to this, but, you know, there you had naturally soft water sometimes, but you also had really low pH, and so people would, it was the low pH that caused the corrosion with, um, you know, with pipes so we, and with, with appliances and stuff. Yeah. Go ahead, Paul. We, we,
2: we dealt with that commonly. And, of course, there's a correlation between the likelihood of having corrosive water and naturally softer, lower hardness levels just because you're dealing typically with a surface water supply, but, yeah. you know, or, or it's. It's been through the ground, but it hasn't been, really hasn't had a lot of contact with with minerals, so it hasn't had its appetite satisfied and still aggressive. But that's a correlation. It's not cause and effect. And that's not the same as, as, for lack of a better word, artificially putting in a water softener and pulling out the hardness. We dealt with softeners every day of our lives, and we dealt with corrosive water. We did not see any correlation between we put in a water softener and now the customer suddenly is calling us because they've got corrosive water and they're getting blue-green staining. Yeah. Not at all. They were independent. So we,
0: sorry to interrupt, Paul. Um, we in this industry, we all know that, right? So how do we get that information out to the people? And this has been something that I have seen happen over and over and over again since I've been in the industry. I mean, when I first came in the industry, I remember them, you know, you had local officials passing, you know, requiring a, a certain code thing, you know, um, on the to install a water softener or to, um, you know, you had to use a certain type of regenerate or uh, or whatever. But they, they're the people, remember the people who make the laws. They're not experts in water treatment. You know, the 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 city council, whoever made the decision to purchase this system for this municipality, they knew somebody who sold these things who saw an opportunity and went in, and I mean, they don't know, they're not experts. I mean, the people who run, you know, these are, you know, att- look at, you know, this is the case both at the local all the way up to the federal level. They're attorneys and, and, and you know, businessmen and people that, they're, they're not water treatment experts. I mean, who do we have at even representing us, you know, on, on Capitol Hill, that is a water treatment expert, somebody who's been, the only way they know about that stuff, is if we are in there having meetings with them and educating them and stuff like that. And this, what, what Jen is referencing when she talks about that letter going out there, is us in our industry dropping the ball. It's, not, it's us so focused on, and I get it, we're busy and we're wearing a billion hats and where do you find the time, but it really becomes important to make time to, to get out there and, and go to your village council meetings or your city council meetings or your county, um, your county meetings and, and be a voice. Go talk to them, educate them. You know, this is something I've learned and seen when we go to DC, but most of the damage done to our industry happens at the local level, like what Jen's talking about. You have a municipality out here who has the resources to send out a letter that um, I don't think is malicious in intent. I just think it's misinformed. I think that they truly believe that they probably made a decision that is in the best interest of their, of their constituents, of the people that um, are out there in this community. They just simply do not know any different. And why don't they know any different? Because they only listen to one side. Because they knew somebody somewhere who sold this technology, who told them that it was gonna do all of this stuff, and there was nobody giving them an alternative view talking about certification in the science and, and encouraging the, to do more research. And in the long run, that responsibility kind of falls on on the local water treatment dealers, on the people in our industry who should have been out there giving a voice. So it, I know we kind of went you know from educating what is TAC, but I want to bring it back around to what Jen talked about here, which is um, the importance of us getting involved and who can do that well you know Stacy, I know you're in sales if, if you know the you're in Indianapolis if the city of Indianapolis mm-hmm. sent somehow sent out a letter you get 20 what 25 grains down there where you are right yeah uh-huh. you know can you imagine what would happen I mean how would how much would it hurt your business it, if, if the city of Indianapolis sent out a letter like this, now this is a much bigger, you know, they probably have the resource and they're probably doing a lot more research. They also know that 25 grains is a lot different than, you know, than, than seven or 10 grains. But can yeah. you imagine if they sent something like that out saying, okay, hey, we, we put in this treatment, you don't need water softeners, you can get rid of them. How much is that going to impact your business? If they, because you know the news is going to pick it up, it's not only going to be the letter that gets sent out, it's going to be the local media, you know, the news is going to pick it up. That's a major impact, right? Would that impact yeah. your your job?
1: Oh, most definitely, because then you have to spend a lot more time educating people, because they'll still call in and find it, try to find out why their skin's dry, their scalp's itchy.
0: Yeah, right. It would take about six months or a year before people started realizing that, that it wasn't working. But in the, in the meantime, that could do huge damage to your company. So what's the, what's the answer to that? The answer, in my opinion, is to find out when those local council meetings are. You can, they're public. You can go. You can be a voice. You can go there and visit them. And, and yeah, they're evening. They're actually kind of interesting, too, sometimes. But you'll be amazed at how often water comes up as a topic, you guys. They, um, so... My, my recommendation to you is to find out where your, local, you know, where your local meetings are, your local village council meetings and city council meetings, and go in there and just sit and listen. And you can make comments. Get out there, be an expert, especially those of you that are certified. You, know, you have your, your certifications, you've got the credentials. You've got the credibility. And it, all right, so that, that was my tangent. Who has comments in the last couple minutes? Jen, thank you. Was a, that was not the topic that I was going to talk about today, but it was, ended up being a good one, and I, I appreciate that. That was better than what I was going to talk about. So,
1: well, you um, add second, a little Kelly. bit. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Jen,
2: I was just going to ask you, Paul, where, where is this, and what's the size of this municipality? Can you share that if you know?
1: Oh, um, It's in South Lyon, Michigan, and yep. the size of the municipality, gosh, I'm not sure. I know they have two different plants. Um, okay. Kelly, how big would you say South Lyon?
0: Probably I mean, it's grown there's a lot. probably 30,000 households. Right. Okay. I'm just
1: trying so, to get a sense. Thank you. And to, to add a, a little bit to this, um, number one, people are starting to call companies that they're renting units from and saying, pull it out because the city says I don't need it. So water treatment companies are losing profit from that, um, but also there was a nearby township that had done the same thing. There was a large um, building development that went in, and they had decided not to put water treatment in all of their homes. They're kind of high-scale homes. They didn't put water treatment in because the municipality told them, oh, you have soft water. Then their customers started calling up. The the homeowners started calling up the builders saying, wait a minute, now all my stuff is destroyed with the 25 grains of hardness. And so there was actually a lawsuit that that municipality had to pay the builder for um, a large amount of money because they told them the water was soft and it wasn't. Hmm. So I know we're probably at our time, so. It's pretty pretty close,
0: but I think that, I've got another minute. Um, Any other final comments here? No, um, great, great conversation, great topic. I, I'd love to hear your feedback. So a couple different things. Number one, a little education on, the, on these alternative physical order treatment, as Paul was it's correct, Paul, the, the category they're in. Um, and, but most importantly, hopefully the takeaway there is find out where your local meetings are and go. Become, become a, a known face, a known expert. You'll be surprised how often they will reach out to you To get your opinion that and i know that because it happened to me when i was in sales that's what i did i went to all the village council meetings and there were multiple times that they called me and made sure that i was coming to the meeting you know so that i could you know be a voice about what they were talking about um all right anybody any last comments thank you guys i really appreciate everybody joining in um have a great day, and we will talk to you next week, if not before. And, Jen, I'll see you in a, in a second. So. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. Be safe.
1: Mm, bye. Thanks. bye